welcome to the IGDA Twin Cities Group Podcast. This is our first podcast. Um, we're a group of people that meets about once a month, talk about video games. We have everybody that's from professionals to independents, educators, students, artists, and enthusiasts. Anybody who likes games, we hope they're interested in coming. Um, since this is our first podcast, we're going to keep it pretty light today. So I'm going to quickly introduce myself. I'm Ryan Foss. I'm, I'll be your host, I guess, of things. And I have two co-hosts with me tonight. I have Jackie. Hi. And Tori, yes. Hello, hello. So I suppose uh, talking about ourselves a little bit would probably not be a bad thing. Um, so as far as I know, in regards to the uh, IGDA Twin Cities, um, I've been going for about three years. Um, I think it's been since its inception for the most part. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, I found it by doing a Google search just for um, game development in the Twin Cities and was lucky enough to find it and and, and headed off to one of the meetings. Um, how'd you guys find it? Same way, actually. I actually, uh, a friend of mine I actually work with um, just graduated from MSB and he told me about it. So I came, swung by and ended up meeting a lot of people and it's one of the few places where I can completely nerd out and people get and appreciate what I'm talking about and I, you know, feel like I belong in that sort of circumstance. So I've just been going ever since. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I like the uh, conversations with people a lot. You hear some people that are really into the things that they're into and, and sometimes it's super interesting. Other times it's not, of course, but most of the time it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess um, I would classify myself as a as a freelancer in the thing. I, I've since sort of joining the club, I guess I've met and networked with a lot of people. I've actually worked on some iPhone games, some Android games. Um, I've done some programming PC wise, and and also some on um, XNA, the Xbox. But um, I wouldn't call myself a developer necessarily, but I'm I'm more of a game artist. I know, uh, Tori, you're an audio guy. Yeah, I have um, actually went to school for music theory and composition. Never quite made it to graduating, ran out of money, but um, I've been freelancing in the audio field, doing everything from Foley to sound effects to voice work to music, and uh, worked on video games, animations, pretty much everything I can get my hands on. So, yeah, looking to make it in the audio freelance world. Yeah, hopefully we can throw some work at you. How about you, Jay? Okay, about me. Um, well, I'm Jackie, and uh, I just started a, a studio here in the Twin Cities. I'm making PC games for that are targeted towards women. Uh, it's called Scient, and uh, I'm also the managing director of the Girls in Tech chapter here in the Twin Cities. I've been with the IGDA like about a year now, so that's me. Awesome. When do you expect to have a game done? Um, we're looking for January 2012, so still about a year left to go. How do, but, you, how do you fund it? Right now we're self-funding, um, but we're, we're actually actively looking for funding right now. That's kind of my main job. My second main job is kind of being a producer and lead designer all in one. I wear a lot of hats, so... Yeah, it's how it goes when you go indie. <laughs> End up so being true. everything. Yeah. I, one of the, I was uh, 
I was in the independent film community there for a while doing stuff. And, you know, they'd ask you, you know, what do you do? And you'd, you'd be like, well, what, what needs to be done? Cause that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so some, true. Some of the things you're better at than others. And I, I hated the, um, the, the publisher slash publicity part of it. I was never very good at that. See, that's the one thing that I think is my strength because I come from that online marketing background. Um, so I'm really comfortable in that space. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, yeah, my thing was, you know, you end up writing those um, press releases and everything and sending them out. And it's just so disheartening when you don't get any responses. It's kind of like the resume thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, still a lot of fun. The stuff that was really interesting, you know, the making, the writing the stories and everything. Which is um, probably why I'm so into making video games, actually. All those same things that I really enjoyed about making uh, video or or animations and stuff like that, but were so much work. Um, mm -hmm. They're still work in, in video games, but they're it's 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 the same sort of reward, I guess. All right. Well, I suppose um, one of the main things I'd hoped we could kind of talk about tonight was uh, the developer, uh, the game developer environment in the Twin Cities area. Um, I think it's one of those things that. Um, it, personally, I think it used to be a little bit stronger than it is now. I don't know if that's a thing about the economy or anything, but I do know there's a lot of independent studios and, and it seems, um, small little companies focusing on mobile or, or contracting. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think the, the studios are more focusing on mobile right now than, than uh, general games? Or do you, do you think there's a bit of a balance? I don't really know Well. You know, most of my perception of it, I guess, is from the actual IGDA meetings. Um, I know we have a lot of mobile developers. Um, you know, last year, everybody was doing iPhone stuff, or at least a, a large majority of uh, the, the more vocal people in the group, I guess, were doing iPhone stuff. But um, I think that market's changed some now. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you, you, it's hard to find, like, a. I don't think you find an too many indie PC game people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the trend all over. Um, my partner, Liz, was just in Toronto uh, for a conference and um, meeting different funders and investors, and pretty much everybody wants to invest in mobile, um, and not too many people want to mess invest in anything else right now. That They're kind of putting all their their money towards that. So it's not a surprise to see a lot of mobile around right now. Now, right. Do, you, do you think it's actually more expensive to fund a PC game because uh, you're expected to have maybe more resources put into the game versus mobile, which is why that is? Or do you think it's just because mobile is new and it's taken off and the marketplaces are kind of feel wide open right now? I feel like it's more because it's new and um, there's still a lot of places i mean nobody knows exactly where it's going to go it's a new um it's a new demographic too it's not just a whole new market but it's reaching players that they wouldn't typically reach with AAA games so i think that that's why um so many people are interested in in throwing money at that and i think even in the venture capital world and angel investor world there's a lot of trends in fashion and right now, mobiles is that the new hotness. So mm -hmm. everybody's got to get their money in there somehow. Sure. 
Yeah, I think everybody can relate to it too. I mean, these people that in, invest too, they see these mobile devices and they, they you know, they're probably excited by them a little bit too. Mhm. Interesting. Are you are Jackie, are you guys planning on targeting mobile or Um, not initially. Uh our demographic still plays on the PC. So, um it wouldn't at some point, I mean, we're going to be using Unity to develop, so we have some flexibility mm. with where we're going to publish to. Um, but initially, our first release is going to be on the PC. Cool. Yeah, I know my wife, um, she never really was much of a gamer, but she, she's gotten into a few things, way more than I would have ever expected uh, via Facebook, of all places. Those, um, what's a Farmville and things <laughs> like that, she's actually found <laughs> embarrassingly uh, fun. I can't stand them, but <laughs> I'm not a big um, Facebook gamer either. In fact, I've never actually played a Facebook game, but uh, I'm excited about it because it's bringing in a lot of people that wouldn't normally consider themselves gamers into gaming. And so I have a feeling that at some point in the next couple of years, they're going to want something a little more uh, meaty, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, and, um, because that's how it started, you know, like, if I think back to, like, when I was playing on the Atari way back in the day and then playing on the Commodore and how that, all of that experience leads up to the RPG stuff that I'm really into now and the AAA stuff that I'm into now. Mm -hmm. I can only think that the same thing's happening for these people that are playing Facebook games right now when that's their, it's like the gateway drug, so to speak, right? Right, it whets their appetite, <laughs> kind of gets them into it. No, right. I, I'm 100% there with you. I just wish that... um some of the games that are there, like Farmville and stuff, weren't so more like work than they were otherwise. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. You know, that actually might be an interesting topic for another podcast. Would be talking about like the player the, and and the gr and, the grind. <laughs> yeah, the grind that is a game that is something like Farmville and and or Event Town or whatever the heck they're called, where they're not really much of a game at all, but yet you still the social connection there is making you go out and rake somebody else's leaves because, <laughs> you, you know, you get a gold coin and that gold coin you can buy a sheep and you can forward that to everybody. I I don't really get it, but I'm, I'm excited to see some people playing in hopes that, um, you know, the video game industry is an entertainment industry, you know, and like 50% of America just in general is all built off of entertainment industry. Everything from, um, you know, hotels and resorts to video games and movies. So Facebook games is the the new gateway drug to a big generation of new gamers. Now, are you afraid at all, though, that they're, it's just such a casual market that they won't make that leap into the next game, that they're really just looking for the social and casual aspect? Or do you think there's, there'll be a fair number of people that will make that leap into media games, let's say? I think a good number of them are going to make the leap. I don't think all of them will. But um, after a while, you're going to get tired of it and you're going to want it. But you're not, You're going to still need something to fill that time that you were playing, right? Um, and you'll want something a little more challenging yeah. because you've, you've, you've leveled up, so to speak, yeah. IRL. Do you see any games that are kind of straddling both worlds, like have one leg in that casual and leg, one leg in the little more um, depthy world that... that might try to bring people in because if they don't know more about some of these, you know, deeper games, then they might not try them. But if there's something in between, it might help lead them there. 
Right. I've seen a few of the bigger studios try their hands at making kind of like in an effort to be more transmedia focused to have like a a Facebook tie-in and a, a lighter game that kind of, you know, uh, like Dragon Age is doing that right now where they've got um, kind of this Facebook component to add to the lore and to the story of the Dragon Age universe. But it doesn't. <laughs> the idea of Facebook pulling in your, the lore is kind of comic. But I think I think the people that are playing that are people that are already Dragon Age fans. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. They're yeah. not. It's not reaching a new market that are like, oh, this is the best universe ever. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> um, but I think it'll be something that'll happen organically over time. I, I think that the ease of use of it is one of the big things for it. I mean, people are already there and they're social with their friends to some extent and, and they're there and they're sort of already waiting for people to update their posts in Facebook. You know, like I'll watch my wife and she'll kind of just five minutes go by and she'll go see if anybody posted something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I see them filling their time with these little games, you know? Yeah. Instead sense. of that five minutes, you know, doing something else you're actually filling it with um you know going and raking leaves in somebody's yard or whatever but right. i hope that i hope that that expands but the the ease of use of it is the thing cuz like i know in my neighborhood i'm the guy with you know eight computers all networked together and stuff like that and some of these other people they only have one computer right and i think you know technology is making it so it's easier and more accessible to i mean that's the other part of it so technology is moving and I mean, if you think about like what was happening on the web, even just like with Facebook and MySpace and things like that, you know, before it, or even just the blogging, how blogging has taken off with like all the other web 2.0 things like Tumblr and Twitter and post posturous and things like that, or even WordPress, where, you know, before you needed to really understand how the technology worked before you could even set up a website. Mm-hmm. But now you can just go fill in a couple things and not even care about like how it actually works and it does things for you. So it's really, it makes it, you know, that ease of use is making everything more accessible and computers are getting easier and easier to use. And right, so, right. Yeah, and more so- and more people have had, you know, more practice with them at this point too. So there's yeah. also a higher skill level. So, I think, you know, all of that stuff will converge at some point. Um, I yeah. feel like it's heading in that direction. Yeah, I think Unity, that's one of their best uh, strategies there is that it's just easy to use as a consumer. You just get that that plug-in, which is essentially the same as the Flash plug-in, you know, it just sort of happens. and But you get so much out of it and it works, you know, as a developer and all the things you can push the stuff that you make onto iPhone or Macintosh or PC that's really mm-hmm. attractive. And and I think it's because of that that ease of use that you can actually get your audience without a whole lot of hassle. You know, right. like if you're going to really go play Call of Duty on your PC, you're probably somebody that's a little bit more hor- hardcore about your PC than somebody else, you know. But although there there is starting to be a bit of a convergence because um you're seeing tons of bugs and patches actually coming out for PS3 and Xbox games, so for a while, you, a lot of people would go, it seems like, would go to the console route just because you didn't have to worry about, you know, getting your your computer to run. But now it's, I wonder if there's going to be a bit of a convergence as Xboxes seem more like PCs and PS3s seem more like PCs and vice versa. 
in the next generation. Yeah, but those, those updates can happen automatically. I mean, you put in the disk and it's like, oh, I need to update. And it just does it for you. But, you know, that hardware is getting old, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's slow. <laughs> like, that's the first thing I noticed when I when I bought my 360 was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so much slower than my PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think we'll, you know, hopefully in this next generation of consoles that'll be coming out in the next few years, we'll see some some more things that make it easier to use. And I even think like things like the connect, you know, just make things more accessible to people mm-hmm. because they don't have to learn how to use a controller. True. Yeah. The, it's sort of interesting to think about it because like, uh, I got my 360 three years ago or whatever. And, and, and I was just blown away by it. It, it made me a, a hardcore gamer again, where I hadn't been for quite some time. And, um, that whole like idea of playing games in the living room, was was different to me than the PC. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's so easy. You put the disc in and you're done. <laughs> I I just PC nightmares with stuff. Oh, I think that's part of the fun of being a PC gamer. <laughs> is like, well, and plus you can mod things. And I mean, I yeah. don't know. I like, but I you know I like doing that stuff. And I know a lot of people don't really like that. They just want to play their game and call it a day. Yeah, if I. If <laughs> I Add up the hours I did spending like downloading mods for Oblivion and Fallout versus actually playing the game. I think they'd be probably pretty close. But uh, yeah, I should do that more. That's one thing you really do miss out on the on the on the consoles. But the consoles also, you know, that as the big game companies, you know, they want to put out consoles because that's where the consumers yeah. are. And there, there, some of the big games are skipping out on the PC. So I have no yeah, that's true. They, yeah, they come out late, and yep. But, uh, if at I, all, I think I think Steam and some DLC places like that are really going to help out because they it seems like they, for money's sake, they push to have more bugs done before they release stuff. I mean, there's there's still gaffes, of course, but um, I think that that's helping the ease of use because you just you open up Steam and double click on a game, you don't have to search for a disc, and generally, I think they're trying to push to have less buggy games on there, even though with PCs it's unavoidable with all the different configurations out there. Right. Yeah, I really, I like Steam. Um, Steam's really nice, too. It's kind of like iTunes, you know, where it's yeah. like, I want something now, and then I don't have to go anywhere to get it. Yeah. <laughs> you can just wait a couple hours for it to download. And I totally get sucked that... by those sales. Just terribly sucked <laughs> by those sales. Yeah, I bought the Chronicles of Riddick thing. I don't know why. <laughs> I almost bought that, actually. It was five bucks. Yeah. I don't know why I bought it. I'm like, oh, I should buy that. It's really interesting too because um you know the the general thought is that if you reduce the price on something you can never raise it again but Steam has kind of proved that whole idea wrong because yeah. they can have a sale and then people will still purchase the game once it's back to full price. <laughs> I think it's clever because it, when they sell stuff really cheap you get some people that buy it and especially if they're multiplayer games they'll convince their friends to play it. Exactly. Or even, even buy the yeah. keys where you can buy the multiple packs or you can buy like a pack of three keys so you can give out the keys. So Or really... even gifting, yeah, yeah. The gifting feature on there is really nice too. So how about but, that holiday party yeah. that I totally missed? <clears throat> I totally yeah. missed the holiday party because <laughs> I was stuck in D.C. So tell me all about it. All right. Well, the, yeah, the holiday party happened uh, in the last month. It was uh, 
actually a lot of fun. We had a um, the Connect was set up there, so a lot of people got to see that who hadn't seen it. So, uh, <laughs> seeing some people dance, yes, you do look ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so fun though. <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah, it, we had rock band going, of course, and um, you know it was good. I I, I wish I was uh more social in those situations i should i kick myself now because i should have went around and talked to people more but i tend to introvert a little bit sometimes and i unfortunately did but other than that it was a lot of fun i did get up and sing and play guitar some and and danced as well but it was good it's too bad you missed it jackie no, i'm sad sad, sad panda <laughs> I am. So I had to spend my night in D.C. instead of being at the party. Yeah, world traveler. I know. I felt what? bad because Zach kind of timed that party like so that I would be back for it because I'd been talking to him about it, and I still missed it. So that's how bad I suck at traveling. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't your fault. Actually, the, whole, the timing of it was horrible. You would have been like after 24 hours of flights and everything. And I know, up. right? I would have been the crankiest person ever and totally ruined the party. So it's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. It was so, actually, a lot of great turnout, actually. Uh, trying to, Tori, did you get a head count at all? I mean, there was, that room was packed. And the, actually, the, when I first got there, there was, there were actually two spots left in the entire room. So, um, yeah, it was actually, it was completely full when I got there. So that's, that's pretty like good. That's really eight, good. Eight tables. So there must have been. Wow. You know, 30 people plus, 30 to 40. There was a lot of people there. Yeah, um, everything from students to um, we had some of the older guys there that um, were always interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. So what about uh, what about Dead Space 2? What about this upcoming event? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm super excited for this. All right. So we might as well try to do the announcement here on February 9th. Sandra Volker, I think her name is. Uh, she's a technical artist, dream job, for Dead Space 2. And um, oh, about a year ago, she talked about uh, Dead Space 1. And her talk last time, maybe it was two years ago, was just amazing. So I'm super excited to see her again. Um, she'll be talking about all sorts of stuff. I don't, I, we don't have to get in the details of, of the little nits and bits. But, you know, last time was super, super cool. And there, I think there's only a few few spots left. Like, the tickets are almost sold out for the event. Oh, snap. You have to get tickets for that? <laughs> yeah, so you better sign up. Because uh, no one's going to be admitted after 6.30 when oh, okay. she starts talking. Oh, okay. They lock the doors, basically, or? Yeah, it's um, igdatc.eventbrite.com, I believe. I better get my ticket on. You better get your ticket on. Oh, my gosh. There's only five remaining. It was, um, I'm looking at... Uh, the website there is what it wasn't it like 60 in total yeah there were 60 spots available so oh snap wow yeah um snap that up sold out event <laughs> i think just to be clear you don't actually have to pay for the tickets it's free but um it's free but we do need you to rsvp ahead of time because there's only so much space at the nerdery awesome yeah no i'm really looking forward to her talk that 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 uh I really would love to be a technical artist. That's my, that's right in my area of, of interest. So, um, plus a game like Dead Space 2. I actually been playing it quite a bit lately. So, it's a good one. I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's one of the best things about this club is, is stuff like this. And, and her talk the last time, I think it was the most packed I'd ever seen one. 
um, which isn't too surprising. You know, she works for EA, so. Yeah, she, Visceral Studios. Yep, which oh. is a division of EA, so. Yep. And apparently EA is a pretty big company. Appa- yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear, yeah. Yeah, I hear that about them. You know, I guess that leads us right into the, hey, we have a new website. So that's one of the good things about this podcast is it's kind of um, getting us to organize a little bit. So as I just mentioned, we have the uh, igdatc.org website. It's probably, hopefully going to be like one of the main hubs for that. Mm-hmm. You can also, if you're one of those people, friend on Facebook. That's always a great way to do it. You can and follow us on Twitter. Twitter too. is probably a big one too. Is it just IGDATC? Yep. For Twitter as well? Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just love to send us um, Valentine's, you can shoot an email over at podcast at IGDATC.org. Anybody want to have any uh, closing comments, anything like that? Well, thanks for listening on our first inaugural podcast so it's awesome thanks for listening uh hope to see you there cheers folks (laughs) ciao (laughs) Bye. bye all right hold on one second i gotta restart the recording here let me see. Can't, I can't wait till the uh, oh, we're remix. Recording. We're recording. What? Remix 2011. <laughs> <laughs>